I'm a mama. I'm Ryan, and I'm not a mama. You see what I did? Silence. Yes, silence. Wait, silence. Were, were you using British Sign Language in there? Uh, you now, were, yes. I saw that. Okay, this is an interesting <laughs> thing. Um, mm-hmm. People don't know this. About, I don't think we've ever mentioned this on the show. You uh, can interpret uh, ASL. Right, American Sign Language, which yes. is uh, this is a very similar, um, based on uh, French Sign Language, not... British Sign Language, which is what is used here, and I have no idea what you're saying. <laughs> so it's so. a lot of like the lorry and the. It's yeah. like it's is just it different? completely different. It's like it's like, uh, hey, uh, you're from Europe. Do you speak German? No, I speak French. It's like that. <laughs> it's like totally different languages. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I got I got nothing on that one. But yes, if I watch Coda, I can understand it. If I watch this. I totally cannot. Anyway, this is Mama Needs a Movie. Oh, that's right. We didn't actually intro the show. (laughs) But we have an awesome guest today who's very patiently listening to me brag, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) We have a great guest. Sometimes we're just blessed with a good guest. What can I say? Our guest today is so funny. An actor, a writer. I would say she really lights up the screen. You'll be watching a show and you'll go, oh, this is pretty good. Whatever. And then she, cause she's on and you're like, now we're cooking. Now, now this, now this, <laughs> now this is good. This is a real Ryan intro. <laughs> uh, I think she's terrific. And, and for this reason, you've seen her all over uh, television. Name a show. You've seen her on it. Uh, the one that uh, prominently I'd like to call out is this show AP Bio, which she was mm-hmm. on uh, uh, a lot and was terrific uh, on it and, and so I've funny. Seen. I've actually seen. <laughs> <laughs> I found it very entertaining. A lot of uh, break room antics or discussions, more discussions than antics. Well, teachers' lounge is what they call it there. Yeah. <sighs> I don't uh, understand anyway, school. Yeah. Let, so let's don't. let her. <laughs> Let's just let's just talk to our guest. <laughs> let's ask our guest about it. Jean yes. Villapique. Hello. That is the nicest intro I've ever heard. Thank you so much. Um, thank That's you so Ryan. much for being he's here got, today. He's got he's always got the most. <laughs> um, yes, they're very good. What if intro. you said this person really kills a scene? When you watch a TV show, it gets darker <laughs> and you think, I do have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Yes, I have to Somehow. check my phone. <laughs> but, yeah. That was so nice. Thank you. No one makes you race to your phone like this. Act. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Check that Twitter. Whoops. <laughs> um, yes. Thank you for having me. Oh, shoot. Ooh. I forgot to mention her what? most. Im- her- yes. Oh, wait. Here it is. Here and it is. her most important role is that of mother. Um <laughs> Uh, Grant? <laughs> yeah, that's Ryan's. That's Ryan's old old uh, news reporter. Or but we have to, entertainment we reporter. We have to mention that with all with it with all of our <laughs> yeah. parent guests yeah. because that's how you would be introduced, like on Access Hollywood or something. You know, like yeah. oh yeah, yeah I'm yeah. very familiar with that. <laughs> In like 1990, <laughs> <laughs> lifestyles of the rich and famous. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're on that too. Let's face it. Oh, you're yeah, on like that too. <laughs> moderate and boring. Do you remember the show Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous? Oh yeah. Yeah. I just saw there was a oh gosh, I have a terrible memory, so this is gonna be bode well for the entire time we're together. 
but there was a movie and that was on in the background. Uh, it was set in the 80s and that was on in the background and they were showing Mar-a-Lago and it was <gasps> like before Donald Trump owned it. And I was just like, holy shit, like Mar-a-Lago, that guy's just uncanny voice going through everything and just... I, I think we watched it once or twice, but what a disgusting show of like, look at those vases, <laughs> look at those pillars by their pool, like yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Look it at those like servants. It's yeah. a very exactly <laughs> look at that, that. Look, look at that look at that staff. Um, it it is that show like typifies a certain kind of eighties ex like materialism, but then now I look at TV and I'm like, there's a lot of stuff like that. Like maybe yeah. it's maybe most of TV became like. Uh, uh, that later on cribs or whatever you know yeah, yeah but i yeah. think not as directly it's like oh we're in the kardashians mansion but we're not gonna really talk about it we're just mm-hmm. here yeah. right it's not a brag it's like you get to be a fly on the wall yeah instead of like the opulent microwave <laughs> or whatever <laughs> i'll stop trying to impersonate it's that made of gold <laughs> I am nasal. I just don't know his name. Uh, anyway. Robin Robin Leach. That's it. Leach. Terrible yeah. name. Perfect name. Leaching <laughs> off the stars. Leaching. I'm leech. I think that was part of the success of the show was that they were like, oh, yeah. he's a leech. He's a- we love to hate him. I pronounce it Lech. And oh. it still works. No, I don't know. I'll never work with him now. Totally it's probably the original know. pronunciation. He's like, oh, uh, I probably won't do well with that. I improved it to Leach. Yeah. yeah. Robin Leach is, uh, I believe, yeah, he's improved dead. it a lot. <laughs> is yeah, he's dead now, right? He's lifestyles the, of the dead and famous now. Yep, he's been he's been dead for a while. Phew. Yeah. That would be it. That would be R. like R. You to could, a real one. Um, you could do that uh, at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery, though. You could do like lifestyles of like where all the fanciest people buried and what oh, yeah. their graves are. Like you could totally do lifestyles uh, of the dead and famous. I'm sure that exists. Some really uh, yeah, sure tour of famous people. Gene, <laughs> um, you are from New Jersey. That's right. <laughs> I grew up in a little town called Bernardsville, um, near another medium town called Morristown. It's about uh, 45 minutes uh, due west of Manhattan. And Mm -hmm. like, it's one of the little towns where people took, my dad used to take the train into Manhattan and work. And oh, wow. Okay. So you're right. It's really small. Yeah. Wow. But it was like 8,000 people when I was growing up. I think it's more now, but yeah, small town. Was the theatrical world, like the world of uh, stage shows, whatever, Broadway uh, uh, shows in Manhattan, was that part of your life growing up or no? I wish. I don't know why. It wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) We're so close. My grandmother took me to see Peter Pan with Sandy Duncan when I was little. Wow. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. And then I saw Phantom of the Opera in high school. And then I was like, that's what I'm going to do, Phantom of the Opera, uh-huh. and be in a show like that. But we, I didn't even see community theater shows. I didn't even really know. My family didn't really go to theater. So I, lo- I, I went to a public school there, and we had luckily a fantastic um, uh, theater teacher who had us doing like Lorca, like Spanish playwrights and Commedia. We wrote our own like Commedia dell'arte show and stuff. Whoa. She wasn't like just kind of phoning it in a like, We'll do Greece, and then in the fall we'll do you know she, Greece she too yeah. yeah. <laughs> so in high school in that group, I was very fortunate, but being close to Manhattan didn't really. I I'm very sad that I didn't have that exposure. But what can you do? Well, forty five minutes is a long way for a kid. Also, if for my dad, if he went in there every day, 
yeah. and took the train in. What are they going to do on the weekend? Go back. And also, in the, I, I grew up in the 80s and it was like Bernie Getz is shooting people on the subways. It wasn't the same yeah. New York. Look at the, the jokers yeah. running around there in the 80s. Exactly. <laughs> Spray painters, break dancers. <laughs> They're um, breaking in the streets. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't got, have been safe around yeah. those break dancers, break dancing on boxes. You got working girl walking around there with all that the, the big hair. <laughs> you got after friend. hours happening. <laughs> I had a friend, I lived in Chicago uh, for most of my beginning adulthood. And a friend of mine there was a painter and had lived in New York. I moved to New York after Chicago, because that was my dream. I was like, I'm going to live in New York and fall in love and just be an actress in New York. It just did not happen. But she came to visit me there. And she was like, I guess I lived there from like 2003 to 2005 or something. And she had lived there in the 90s. And she was like, what are you doing wearing flip-flops on the subway? She's like, I wore combat boots all the time. Like even in that <laughs> 10 years, it had gotten like, oh. hey, everyone's on the subway and we're all buddies and no one's getting <laughs> sliced and diced or whatever. So <laughs> oh anyway, the 80s was, we stayed in Bernardsville to yeah. bring it back to New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. That must have definitely been part of it. It was like, I don't need to expose my family to this. Yeah. Interesting. What was he doing in the city? My dad? Yeah. Um, he had lots of different jobs. He worked – he was like, I'm a banker. Um, I mean, he lost his job a lot is how I'll say that more uh, uh. truthfully. He worked for like National Bank of North America and then another one and then a German bank and then a Japanese bank, which my grandma I, – I was too little, but I, it was still close enough to World War II where it was like – you're working for the Germans and then you're working for the Japanese. Like, oh, no. <laughs> you're terrible. Um, but he sold loans. So he was basically a salesman. I remember being an adult and being like, you should watch this movie, Glengarry Glen Ross. And he was like, no. <laughs> and I, I lived was like, it. Why? What are your, I don't know what a banker is. I knew we would go in once a year and visit him at his office. And like the secretaries would let us play on typewriters and stuff, my sister and I. And um, I don't know. I just thought he worked in an office and – counted money. I didn't even really understand it or think mm -hmm. about it. And he, ne I didn't want to talk about it, but he was sort of a frustrated artist. He's passed away since, so I can say whatever I want. Um, <laughs> okay. He started doing community theater when I went to college. Um, and, uh, so he, that was, that was his passion as well. Mm. Wow. Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> That's yeah. so interesting to me when people do that later in life, when they're kind of like, this is important to me and maybe, for whatever reason, I didn't feel like I could do it when I was younger. And I feel like that's not supported enough as being like, you can be an actor whenever you want. It's not like you have to be 18 and decide. You could be 60 and be like, yeah, let's do it. Totally. And you don't have to go to Yale School of Drama to be an actor. Anyone can do it. Well, yeah. you can go to Yale School of Drama. Sometimes the very or, dumb you know. can do yeah, it. So you can't be an actor. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but I did. Okay. Yep. Sorry. No. Nope. Excuse me. Nope. I'm taking all those credits away. That didn't happen. Back to interesting it is. <laughs> yeah, that's totally true. I think it's like, it's okay, everything. The same thing with writer. It's like, uh, I have an MFA, but like, just nonsense. You could just write. You don't really need, you don't need degrees. You just need to go out and do it and you'll, you'll get better at it. Yeah, you need to practice it and find a voice to express yourself in whatever art form it is. And yeah, I think there's a lot of fear with all art forms of like, I, I'm not good. So therefore like I did this, so I am this and you can't be, or just some way right. to have control over it when it's, it's so, um, amorphous. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. 
Also, yeah. I, uh, there's a, I, I think of, about a Fran Lebowitz thing I saw years ago where there's a documentary on her called Public Speaking where she says, there's no such thing as the writing prodigy. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. There's no such thing as a 16-year-old who sits down and writes a great book. But it's very, that's exceedingly mm-hmm. rare because like you have to have some experience to mm-hmm. inform it. And I feel like acting is kind of similar too like you got you, you you might have to have like experienced one or two things to uh that's why you got to traumatize your children a lot <laughs> so they're yes. really good at acting by the time they're 16 and they, just yeah, and they need a lot in. of attention and yeah yeah <laughs> we're starting with our son now traumatizing <laughs> yeah. him and holding yeah. back on the love uh-huh saying no 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 daddy doesn't love you unless you do the good acting <laughs> <gasps> gotta get him in commercials yeah. <laughs> well he is very cute we we uh we uh attend the same preschool and so i uh our I kids see- do too yeah I had to say it. <laughs> we're learning a lot at the preschool i like the snacks oh yeah, our kids, yeah we yeah. see each other every morning and it's um it's a tough time to see everybody <laughs> to meet people <laughs> At 8.57, like, I yeah. just fucking finally got fucking teeth brushed and hands washed. Hi! I didn't shower! Hi. Like, it's just so insane. I know. I'm like, don't raise your arms. You don't smell good. You have all that, you have all that hurrying sweat that, like, hey, I'm being really nice to you. I'm being really patient with this car seat. But yeah, please, just get in it. Yeah. Is it okay it's- to swear here? I like Oh, to yeah, swear. totally. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's totally, it's it's totally fine. Just because okay. it has "mama" in the name, really, our mom was not swearing. I sure as heck hope so. Um, yeah, double hockey sticks, you guys. H <laughs> e double hockey sticks. What the heck? <laughs> we should mention that we had a. Well, we've not even mentioned that we've uh, have talked to your husband Brian. Oh yes, Finkelstein. That's yeah. right. Spoke That's to right. him a few weeks ago about Miner's daughter. daughter. Yeah, we found out terrific. that he wishes that you were 14. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> and I wish he had some face tattoos and a red curtain hanging over the bed. <laughs> and own my greatest possession. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. said this morning. What, <laughs> this is what a very odd relationship. Because <laughs> he walked in last night when I was watching the piano. I was like, I this is so bad. It's worse than I thought. I watched half of it the day before. And I was like, this is a lot. And then the second half, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, oh it. it's love the it, most, it. like, ooky. It's so, oh. I mean, we can get into the movie because it's just like it's also fascinating because sam neill being in this in jurassic park i can just imagine a person who was like i like jurassic park let me check out some more of his movies and being oh, like yeah. oh, 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 oh dear god what am i watching there are about three comfortable minutes in the film <laughs> where he says film. three comfortable small. minutes yeah i didn't expect you to be small and I was like, that's not too bad that's okay. okay. That's a little judgy, safe. but okay. <laughs> Still, hmm? a little judgy. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh my god, there's um, so there's so I feel like there's so much stuff that's like it's it's interesting because I like Jane Campion, I think, but then after seeing this and Power of the Dog, I'm like, I don't, I don't feel the same as I did. Maybe about some some of the stuff is like I don't know if. I don't. I don't know how I feel about you about anymore. Jane Campion. Okay, this yeah. is interesting. Yeah. Um. We 
people, I feel like people are confused sometimes at how we arrive at the selections of these movies. Sometimes we'll <laughs> say like to people, sometimes we'll say, Hey, do you want to talk about this movie that interests yeah. us? Sometimes uh, a lot of times, well, most of the time we'll put it to a guest and we'll say, Hey, what's a film that interests you or whatever. You threw out a couple of terrific movies. Moonstruck uh, Tootsie. Moonstruck Real Tootsie. Light, some, great. Like, lots of some crowd lots. pleasers. Uh, <laughs> bottom of the list was the piano. And that was the one where we were like, we got to do the piano. Yeah, I blame you. <laughs> Yes. Uh, yeah. But it's a movie. It's a very intriguing movie. Uh, I don't maybe have, and I think that's a, the reason is obvious. I didn't have as violently a disturbed reaction because uh, you like you like seeing some Kaitel. Uh, some naked Kaitel. Well, I always love that. Uh, <laughs> There's a part where he's uh, totally but, naked and he sits down. And he's got his arm across his lap, and I was like, I don't. Is that? Is that Did Harvey Keitel or is that <laughs> the character? Because that feels like Harvey Keitel being that like, that's like enough. a modern pose. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's enough penis for this. I'm done with the penis yeah, part. I'm going to just it. call it. <laughs> well, people think of Keitel as being a very like macho masculine type actor, but he's quite um, sensitive. Like this is the the rap on Harvey Keitel is he's very, um he's like, a, he's a good gentle soul. He's quite a feminine soul, they say. Jane Campbell really? says of him. Yeah. Yeah. I love him. I mean, I also, this was one of the first movies I saw. I guess I saw, he's in Reservoir Dogs. But that probably came out before this. I'm the worst person for cinema stuff because I don't remember what year what came out. But I also saw Bad Lieutenant. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Very yeah. upsetting. And he's in that, right? And he's yeah. maybe naked in that too. Very naked. And then I was just yeah. like, ugh. And then I saw this and I was like, oh, yeah. How lovely. Like there is a very gentle quality he has and i i love the casting although sam neil i was watching this the second part of it and i was like how is he like nervous with the sweaty comb like i hope she likes me like he's a stunning guy he's like a tall handsome dude yeah, yeah. historically throughout yeah. you know like around the world i don't know who would look at him and be like good luck finding a wife you know <laughs> yeah. i know so, i think that's movie stuff though where it's like oh no you 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 have glasses You'll never right. find love. <laughs> I wish they had. I wish he had cast someone who was a little more humbled just by their <laughs> genetics, yeah. so yeah. that we could see that real jealousy. I don't know. We could relate to it a little bit more. There's something about him who I that where I don't feel like I can relate to that, or I don't, I don't totally buy that. Well, I guess it's sort of backwards because I would say Harvey Keitel is maybe a little bit like, oh, you may be into that or you may not be into that. He's not necessarily like a dreamboat guy. Who would not be into it? Come on. With that body. We get it. You want to see his dick all the time. With that squat build. (laughs) I like that squat build. I like it. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, it's not as it's not like, oh, yeah, you know, tall, dark and handsome is a phrase. It's like it's like Mm -hmm. I think it's sort of interesting that. He he has a certain confidence, which is seems to be like almost almost like he has friends, and that's giving him a certain confidence in the in the space that he's in in, in the this, film. Yeah, on the island, it's like he has the he's like welcomed into the community of the indigenous people there, and mm-hmm. so he seems just like he's not a weird nervous guy. Or Sam Neill is like, I yes. feel like an outsider and I feel like I don't like he had to go buy a wife. It's like, I guess people don't like him. That's what it seems like. Maybe. And he just seems to be so fussy in the same way that, I mean, his comfortable company are those 
ninnies, those oh my god, tinkling ladies. Stop it! Oh yeah, stop it! Up, up, up. And I, watching that, I was like, this is the scene I remember most about this film because it says yeah. everything. There's this horribly uncomfortable clothes, pissing outside, probably yeah. on your shoes, having people like cover mm-hmm. nothing. You can't even see anything. And it's just the, sh- the levels of shame and discomfort. And I didn't realize until watching it again that she's talking about like, I don't like the way she plays the piano. That's just a beautiful moment. Like yeah. there's something off about it. Like yeah. truly, is there something off about it? Why don't you <laughs> just squat and lift your own skirt? Yeah. Or, you know, like, I don't know. <laughs> I think there's sort of judge? like, like a, an undercurrent in the whole movie of like, there's, there's only one woman who has ever had an orgasm in this story and it's the Holly Hunter character. Yeah. And then the rest of the women are like, Mm-mm. there's something about the way she plays piano is like, well, there's something a way that about the way that she thinks she can go there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That we don't has like, a we, voice, even though she can't mm-hmm. talk, she has this expression. Yeah. That's just like, uh, that's disgusting. Like just, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what that is. Stop it. I don't like it. It's a naughty piano. Yeah. (laughs) Which is not, uh, there's no way that she would be playing that music at the time. I tried to buy that music. We had a piano for a little while, a couple years ago. Brian's uncle, they had had it in their house and they were going to give it to their, Brian's cousin, but they were in the middle of moving. So they're like, can you just keep this piano in your apartment? It was like, that's three quarters of our apartment, but okay. (laughs) And, uh, And I was like, I, cause I played growing up some and I was like, I mean, and I did not play like that. I played like fame, the theme song from fame and Billy yeah. Joel songs. But, um, I was like, I'm going to buy that piano music. And it was like either really expensive or really impossible to find. And then I also think now to just be like unemployed actress, like pouring over, like that's all my neighbors need to hear is just like, Oh my God, that poor woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the piano theme Somebody, oh somebody teaches a Billy Joel. <laughs> exactly. This, Uptown um, Girl, that's what I yeah. want. I mean, that's probably what this lady would have been like. Why can't she just play Uptown Girl like exactly. a normal woman? <laughs> this this, uh, this uh, minimalist Michael Nyman music uh, is uh, depressing everybody. Yeah, um, is that who the composer is? Yeah. Yes, who I am. Oh, okay. I don't know much about Michael Nyman. He's a well-regarded composer. He's worked a lot with the filmmaker Peter Greenaway, who uh-huh. is one of these filmmakers who you're supposed everyone's supposed to see his movies. I've never seen a Peter Greenaway movie. Uh, down. Uh, yeah, those Canada movies. He's uh, like the cook, the thief, the wife, and his lover. That all that all those. But he's Canadian, movies. right? He's British, I think. Well, anyway, but I think that's he was colonial at that point. guy. <laughs> He's one of those colonial celebrates guys. queen stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's like ooh, the uh, jubilee. I know what that is. <laughs> yes, an important part of this movie though, because like that theme is like huge. That theme is like there's a reason you remember it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's because it kind of defines her. Uh, I mean, this is that's her voice. It's, it's, you know, see, you know, I really think the theme is her voice. Yeah. You know, it's her voice. I ha- that occurred to me. <laughs> I don't know. You are a movie person, then. <laughs> you figured that out? You know that Holly Hunter actually played the music. She did the she piano. She did. Play. Yeah. She's what incredible in this, too, yeah. to not, to not speak. Her eyes, her intense so good. eyes, and um, her grabbing it branches and oh god that she, scene is so incredible when it's like it's like it's like it's like molasses or something like she 
<clears throat> well, the premise of this movie <laughs> is that Sam Neill buys a <laughs> wife. Probably talking we're about we're, what we're the only about. half an hour in. Let's just... Let's okay, just yes. <laughs> Everyone's so he, seen it. It's from the 90s. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't seen it yet, just watch Come it. Come on, get it together. It's called The Piano. It's got a piano in it. So Holly Hunter doesn't speak for reasons that are uh, somewhat unclear. And she has a daughter whose father's... The parentage of her daughter is unclear. And that she... She is basically a, um, a mail order bride for a guy on an island in New Zealand. And she comes there and she falls in love with the guy who is not her husband. And he gets real, real upset about it. Yeah, he ends movie. up with a piano. This <laughs> yeah. other guy, this brute, gets her piano the worst. I mean, there's a scene when, when they land on the on the shore. There's also urination in that part, too, where these like, these other fellows who um, bring them to New Zealand drop off the belongings and then they stand in a circle and start pissing like, yo, ho, ho. Like it's just this ominous <laughs> urine element. Um, yeah. But when they, they say, you can't get yes. that, you can't get the piano. We can't get it. It's just not going to happen. And she's so devastated. And then there's a, a shot where she's like the first hitch or, or the switchback or whatever up their mountain just looking at it and I was like I wish I felt that way about anything where I was like <laughs> I need that more than yeah. anything I was like wow that's that really is a passion and yeah, yeah she really does she, love she that, that piano, that piano. Yeah. but then dirty Harvey there's also a lot of dirty fingernails on the men did you notice that yes big time very dirty big time. impossibly clean laundry the guys have very dirty <laughs> fingernails and then just white linens and white yeah. clean butts and clean bodies where I'm like there's a lot of mud and rain going on. Where are they bathing? Yeah. yeah. Where there's is some that? there's some kind of detergent. Well, maybe because it's happening. raining so much. Yes. Because it yeah. does seem like it rains. It's a great, great weather movie. <laughs> it's a and this is something that that I <laughs> Yeah, it's not uh, shot in LA. You can tell this movie is not shot in LA. <laughs> yeah, so just, yeah, exactly. Like, Don't let the beach fool you. No, no. There's a beach, but it's a different kind of beach. It's a different kind of beach. Exactly. Like all that, these viney woods. That ain't and, Huntington. Like little houses with lots of holes in them for peeking. Yes, <laughs> yes. button tumbling yeah. that fall. And, yeah. Oh my God! There's they're like Sam Neill is what is underneath the house where Harvey Keitel and Holly Hunter's characters are having sex, and he's lying under the house, and a button from her clothes falls through a little hole onto his neck, dirty fingernails, and then he's like feeling oh. around on his neck, yeah. trying to get the button. It's like. That kind of stuff in movies, I love. Like the little physical details of the process of the 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 looking and the button and the hole and the. It's like it's also, all very sexual. That scene is. <laughs> there is some really brilliant. My as I, I do a lot of improv too, and as an improviser and as a teacher, I talked a lot when I when I did teach about moving scenes forward silently or just with sounds. I people talk so much. I feel similarly to that character where most of what people have to say is, is rubbish or whatever. Mm -hmm. And uh -huh. I, especially in improv, I don't want to see two people talking and talking and trying to be clever. I'd much rather see anyway, like, who a, cares podcast? About that, but like a podcast. Yeah. You mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. Who wants to listen? Hey, I have to. Ew, <laughs> we should just be doing it with our faces. This yeah. is interesting to me though. Cause I've, I've, we've both studied a little improv in our day. Mm -hmm. Oh, I, I was very bad at it. Ryan was uh, great at it though. I was, I was not particularly good at it, but, I'm curious uh, what how what's an example of how to move the scenes forward um uh in a silent way. I mean, I kind of know what you're talking about, but 
Like, how would this well, actually? If you, even if you, if it, if it was a, a, just on a very basic level, like a date scene, and someone just said, "Like, I, I want to kiss you," that's fine. But if someone silently, like, uh, like leaned forward and almost did, and then pulled back, or just went, mm. uh, uh, oh, then we feel it with them. It's mm-hmm. so much more vulnerable to do to like make weird physical choices or to just try and like hold someone's hand or something. You see so much more that way. That's just the first thing. Like I don't have like a top ten. But you're talking. You're talking. What you're talking about is like is I guess acting is what you're talking. About. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, like, like rather than the the great the greatly uh, underemphasized part of improvisation. I guess there are uh, different uh, ways to sometimes. approach improv in that way too, and some of it is yeah. very cerebral and like getting the game forward, and that takes a lot of establishing through. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. like maybe finding it physically, well, which is seems like a commedia thing that you learned back in the day. Back in Bernardsville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I do think this is important though, because I find that there's some I see it in movies sometimes or, or shows where it's like we included a lot of improv and you like look at the show and you're <laughs> like, you're just every character is just saying out loud the most disgusting thing that they could think of in the moment. And it had and it of course made the crew laugh and made the room laugh and everything is you know and it's very like blunt and on the surface but it's like that's not what are you I thinking of that i got <laughs> my little head in my head i know the ones that <laughs> but i think more people would be i think comedy like entertainment in general would be better if they if they did this technique of just like well what are you how are you acting out the improv think a little bit more creatively about what you're saying like how how would this person behave in the scene how, like I think that something we talk about on here is like when talking about movies, it's like no matter how bad the movie or how great the movie is, like it's all coming from a place of love. It's like what is propelling you towards the story that makes you want to talk about it, makes you interested in it? What is this adding to your life kind of thing? And I think the general idea, I mean, especially for parents, is like trying to look at the world and come up with like, what are you attracted to in the world? What what sorts of things, what sort of values are you attracted to? Not, you know, Attraction is different than like necessarily a physical attraction, but there's like a there are different things that pull you in. And I think that this movie represents so much somebody who's there's so much clarity about what is pulling these characters in. And it makes it with very little dialogue. You 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 see what is pulling them in. And and the Sam Neill character is kind of interesting because you don't really see like what is actually pulling him in about any of this is just he's he's really confused about mm-hmm. like what yes. is what is his thing that's pulling him is maybe like social acceptability like it's not even clear if he actually wants her i felt the same thing right? and having watched this i first watched it when i was in my 20s i guess in the 90s and was so i guess caught up in the music and the passion and didn't realize mm-hmm. i mean we've mm-hmm. said this in emails or face to face that and I haven't said it yet here, but it's ex- there are several rapey moments in this film that are extremely yeah. uncomfortable to watch. And it's like halfway through, I was like, this is very, there uh, There have been three moments that were rapey and awful. And then it gets worse and <laughs> yeah. worse. And I just like, this is extremely upsetting. Why did I like this so much when I was younger? And I, first of all, the culture was different then and mm-hmm. the idea of a man owning 
a woman or a man owning a woman's greatest possession sort of just didn't, it just some, felt like the cost of doing business. And especially historically, <laughs> right. I wasn't like, I, I don't yeah. want to see this again. I was like, I'll see it. <laughs> um, the thing about Sam, oh yeah, he, he is so vulnerable and lost and he doesn't initially when Holly Hunter chooses to go back to Harvey Keitel instead of her character, Ada chooses to go there, even when the piano isn't there and he realizes he's, he's lost. He, he wants to, I mean, he, there's a moment where he sees them being intimate and then Sam Neill steps back and you just don't know what he's going to do. And then he just is like, what is this? He, he just hasn't ever maybe seen intimacy. Mm -hmm. And then that dog licking his hand, that's the thing I want to say. That was just such a wild moment that also just like the urination where I was just like, how did she think of this? It is yeah. really cringy, but also like there's something true and gross in there that gets me. Like it's good. Where that like, dog starts looking. I got yeah. caught watching something horny, and I'm embarrassed. Like what happened? My hands covered. Like my dog. Like yeah. Um, like the way he looks at it. Like like it's like in that moment of the dog licking him. He's like, I think. To me, the implication was he didn't know that was a thing that guys could do to women. Yes. But he's just like, what the heck is that? Oh, is it that? Like, he looks at his hand like, oh, yes. is it that? It's just like that? Like what the dog just did? Can I be a dog? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can I, is that okay to, is that, is Putting this it some, all together. like, is this something people are doing? And which is just. I, you know, I think for that era, he didn't have the internet. He wasn't like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I know everything. Yeah. The, um, the scene I think about, and I was reminded, I not, I saw this movie when it came out, and I was uh, I was kind of a teenager at the time. I must have played, oh, I think I was God. a teenager. Oh, right. Um, yeah. But, uh, uh, and. Did you go with your parents to the movie theater? I did. I did. Oh, I did. so quickly. Where did you grow up? I grew up in uh, in like South Orange County, and I okay. around this time there was like an art there was an art theater in my neighborhood that showed this kind of movie. This was also awesome. sort of a crossover art movie. It wasn't like a it wasn't hard to find this movie. But the, but what mm-hmm. I remember about this movie from 1993 was that it was very um, hyped. It was like every critic loved this movie. And so I think I went into it with expectations of like, this is going to be the greatest movie. And as a teenager, I was a little bit like, this is not my kind of movie. Like I appreciated certain elements about it, but I definitely was not into it. I think that my expectations were, it was sort of a victim of its awards prestige. Mm -hmm. And it was almost like. Did you see that movie um, or hear about the movie um, the girl the portrait of a lady on fire? Mm-hmm. It's like a similar kind of thing. It's almost like a parody of an art movie. Like if I showed mm-hmm. you stills from this movie, it's like a Seinfeld version of an art movie of a woman. Twirling yeah, they on did a, a they like, did a SNL uh, sketch that was about like like lesbian period dramas. Yeah, all being like one hand, one finger touching another finger. What's that like? Oh, <laughs> I think that the, I think the piano kind of started that though. It's just like, <clears throat> look, you can do it with no talking at all, and you completely understand that. They, yeah, I mean, the level of kissing that they're doing in this movie is like, it's just like, wow, you're really in it. Like, you're oh, not, they're acting. They're you acting are not. It. And Holly Hunter said about this, she was like that Jane Campion would be like, okay, you're going to do this, and then you're going to do this, and Harvey Cattell would be like, no, I don't want to do that. I want to do this. And it was like a discussion between the three of them about what they were going to do. And yeah. I thought that was actually really great that that they 
they did really have a conversation about what everybody wanted to do. And you could see it reflected, I think, I hope, in the the comfort in in like really going for it in these scenes. Also having a woman writer and director, I certainly didn't grow up watching any films like that, I don't think. And every sex scene I had seen or intimacy scene, I mean, sex scene is what they were called, which it just sounds so trashy anyway. It's just like yeah. a woman's shirt getting like ripped open. Mm-hmm. A guy, Like it's just kind of the same recipe for like meatballs. Mm-hmm. Like here's this and this and then <laughs> her yeah. breasts and then him like mounting her. So it's just kind of this same yeah. thing. So to see this leading up this sort of like erotica element of it and then leading up to this very beautiful intimacy that is like consensual and once it yeah. finally gets there um, after all this stuff that isn't yeah. really which is yeah. so confusing i think that i really i think that's part of what made this movie uncomfortable to watch now is it's like it's not it's also not of an era where it's like well there is a hard line where he is making her do these things in order to get her piano so that's bad and then at a certain point he's like i really care about you and i am not going to do this anymore and mm. I oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, yeah, okay, cool, whatever. But you already kind of groomed her into this position. Like Yes, it's so confusing oh, that way. Where yeah. I don't but part of me thinks like in that time period, the power dynamic is so insane. It's really yeah. a clear window into a woman with no power getting shipped across the world. Yeah. And then also cho- her choice is to have less power. <laughs> To yeah. just shut out, to not speak is like to have a voice is to use your speaking voice is one of the only things you could do mm-hmm. if you were considered a possession. But she's like, I won't even do that. So um, I guess in the context historically, maybe it's okay. Like, I, I don't want to so quickly be like, it's canceled. Do. Yeah. Yeah. I think <laughs> like, it's, I don't know. Well, it doesn't have to be. I mean, I I have said this like multiple times on this show. Like, it doesn't have to be okay. I said this about Coal Miner's Daughter. It's like we can talk forever about like whether or not that scene, like that marriage or that sexual relationship Mm -hmm. is like good or not or this or that. It's like it doesn't have to be like it doesn't. These are in this case, it's fictional characters. So, yeah. I mean, we as, well, if you, like if you want to absorb characters. it as a romance, if you find it romantic, you can say, well, I don't find it romantic because I don't think that the basis of their of the whole thing that Harvey Keitel and Holly Hunter have in the movie is is it's not romantic to me. It turns me off. Ugh, it's 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 uh, it's rape. It's whatever it is. And, yeah. 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 But uh, that happens in life. Yeah. Well, just because you like you could be it, you could be happy. Lots of people, I'm sure, are happy in relationships that are, to me, abusive. It's not something that I can decide for them. But it's interesting when it's like there's a bigger, there's a cultural discussion of like what sorts of relationships are okay relationships. And hey, just so you know, if you feel like you're in a weird position, it's okay to feel that way and leave if you want to. But it, you can't actually say these aren't allowed anymore it's like okay well yeah and i don't want to watch a film that is just like this is what's socially acceptable <laughs> right right we did it and then they fell in yeah. love like it, it yeah it, it's very compelling and it's kind of if extra compelling to look at it over time and say what well, now this is even more upsetting to watch or i'm more aware of this or that but just this gray area of like can she make this choice is she 
mm-hmm. choosing to fall in love with him? Is she submitting to him in some way or um well maybe that's her like I was thinking because we don't know what this what the situation was with the with the father of her kid or I how she do. How, how do Sorry, we, go ahead. I'll, wait, I'll how, go. what do what do we what do we know? She though? speaks, she tells her daughter that um he they were not married. They were supposed to be married and then he lost he stopped listening to her is basically how she said it. Right. So she but got who he actually oh, was. Oh, who he is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Who he actually is. That part of it is we don't know, but I guess that Jane Campion did a novelization of this after the fact, which I did not know you could do, but she did. <laughs> and in, in that story it was that uh, the father of her, whatever, the sperm donor is, um, was her piano teacher. <clears throat> so I think oh, her okay, thinking yes, was that yes. it was her oh, piano yeah. teacher. Right. And right. I think watching it this time, I was like, oh, well, maybe that was not a fully consensual relationship. So it would be like, if her understanding of what, like, this is the only thing she can do is just resist. She can either resist or submit. And with Harvey Keitel, if it's like sort of associated with the piano, the the whole world of the piano is like, oh. yeah, I guess there's a certain payment element of this. And I, I don't know. It just got me thinking like, well, maybe that's part of it is that the piano has to do with her sexuality. It has to do with like some conflicted stuff about that. And also, these two men, Harvey Keitel and her, the father of her or the whatever uh, of her daughter um, heard her voice and loved her expression that way and respected mm-hmm. that there's the there's a tiny moment where sam neil is listening to he's like play a jig when they get the piano in the house and the mm-hmm. daughter plays it mm-hmm. and he's just like slamming his hand on the counter and it's just or on the piano and it's just a little bit off and it's perfectly like <laughs> i like music too see like, yes so yes yeah. 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 i really no appreciate you if you express yourself this way and i think that's what harvey that's harvey Keitel's journey too where he was like i have this piano i can get what i I can have a woman here and then just like, what is this music? And it's changing him. And he, he falls in love with her voice. I mean, he does say you have my heart. I love you. It's not just like get in my bed, like Nicolas Mm -hmm. Cage from Moonstruck. (laughs) Which is also romantic. He does love Cher. They both uh, have a little slappy slappy before they hook up the first time. I realized that. Get in my bed. Go upstairs and get in my bed. I love it. <laughs> that movie, I I think that that movie does have a a, a, a similar thing in it, though. Is it's like, what? Well, who's the socially acceptable person I should be with, uh, versus the person who is just absolutely no one would say go with this guy. But so that's true. my passion. They need to have a like a paired <laughs> screening. They're very similar. <laughs> They're exactly the same. <laughs> just share twirling around to Holly Hunter's music at the Met. <laughs> Well, it would be pretty funny to put that music on Moonstruck and see how Moonstruck is different. But also the final, the the music in Moonstruck is another, the La Boheme is the, the mm-hmm. opera there. And that music, I mean, you probably could switch the music in them pretty well. And yeah, yeah. And the mission was another movie. And now I'm realizing I had put that on my list too. The, the soundtrack to the mission was one of mm-hmm. my favorite, although there's not this, not the huge yeah. sexual element in that 80s movie. <laughs> yeah, it's Morricone. Yeah. That is yeah. a Morricone. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that movie is like all music. Like I saw it of, years ago for the first time and was like, this movie really 
it's like a uh, that is an opera. That is just yeah. like, I'm going to sit mm. and, and and cover myself in some music for a while. The movie Holly I can't Hunter's even remember character. what happens in the movie. Uh, they ch- <laughs> it's, it's Robert De Niro is the kind of brute guy, and Jeremy Irons. They need to save the mission, and Robert De Niro wants to fight because he's the soldier. And yeah. God, I love Jeremy Irons. I'm always happy when he shows up because I'm just he's like, oh, you're just like the most <laughs> spiky, most British, like reversal yeah. of fortune. It's just like, oh my God, this is so much yeah. of what it's I like. It's like a lizard turned into a man and started acting. <laughs> I know. It's like he actually is physically cold and then he warms up for the movie and then he goes back to sleep. <laughs> but Harvey Keitel is toasty warm. Like, I, you yeah. can, you like have, yeah. you could see. This is a warm guy who's sweaty a lot. He's like, all no mammal. Question. He's all. He he's is. all. He, like, he's like a little, in a little bear. Bed. Yeah. You could smell him. You could smell him. <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In a, like a musky kind of like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then Holly Hunter's character, I think, is so is is so. I mean, I'm I'm a big. I ha- my child has brown eyes and I've become someone who now looks out for brown eyed people and is like, look, brown eyes are the best. And I think for acting. <laughs> You're into brown eyed representation. I am. <laughs> really? It's pretty rare. It is. It's rare. And it's a lot of blue eyed people. And it's like, well, this is the most beautiful woman. This is the most like the highest level of achievement is getting a white, blonde, blue eyed person. And I think there's a lot of well, there's a lot of stuff in there, but seeing the way that her face is photographed in this movie, like her oh high gosh. contrast face, is just like what is going on on her face is so cool in so many scenes where she's just like, like when she gets her finger cut off, which is mm. such an insane scene, but then her face is just like. Like something broke. Yes. Like, her reality is just broken. Yeah. But yeah. she's just, it's like, it's all you, it's like something is falling inside of her, inside of her body. Like it's just how she puts herself in that place is, I don't know. It's really And cool. the costumes, I was going to say the skirts need their own agent. Like the, know, the billowing, so like evocative bells yeah. of this. And at one point when she's walking across the mud the first time to go to Harvey Keitel's little hut and she puts that plank down and stands and just kind of like sinks into it. That skirt, it's, it is a character. Yeah. Um, and going uh, underwater when she submerges underwater and the, what is it like the bustle or it goes, yes. it, it comes up over. Yeah. Uh, she's over her. It comes like a bell. Uh, yeah. Do you think they really submerged a piano in the ocean or was it a miniature? I had that thought. Do you think there was like a little mini piano? <laughs> I think they dropped a piano in the ocean. Maybe an empty piano. A I like the idea the that there was a, it was like it was like a little tiny cup, and they put a teeny, and then they put a doll. I like that idea. <laughs> Make tiny fish. Yeah. Oh, you uh, know what I want? I want a snow globe of the fantasy sequence in the piano. So you shake it, and you have the, this little lady with skirt. Her skirt goes up and down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be adorable. Click, be for click. like criterion collection like when their magazine goes out or whatever yeah (laughs) (laughs) christmas gifts for your oldest relatives (laughs) i got the middle finger (laughs) Um, i also love so much uh anna paquin in this yes she's so yeah i used to do a bit with a friend of mine in chicago would be like she's bloody bloody like watching her <laughs> swear and do cartwheels like she's a perfect she's 
acting so naturally and perfectly, which is both her and Jane Campion. I'm assuming she yeah. she is so and oh my god kissing those trees and then having to scrub the oh, trees oh, off. oh my oh, god my he's god. like yeah. i'm i'm ashamed for these stumps for yeah. the trunks like you yeah. are so weird dude <laughs> yes uh, i listened to the commentary with uh, jane campy talking about this said that it was uh anna packman was, was very natural and required very little um adjustment pretty much yeah. Because she, she she's a little amazing. punk. I have one yeah. of those. I understand it. <laughs> <laughs> she is feisty, and I love that she yeah. just starts lying to the the tinklers. Like my real father came from the fire. Like she just yeah. Like, ooh, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> They're like, oh, this is all true. And she's like, yeah. yes. Just <laughs> and then she wears those wings the whole movie. Mm. Yes, it's so lovely. Oh my god, that's like it's it's funny because there's something that is that's like about her character is like this out of all of this sort of weird stuff that's happening in this movie this child is acting completely normal mm-hmm. she's yeah. like she's aware of like the power dynamic and she's mad at her mom she's like i'm gonna tell him and then my god the amount of shame and awful trauma she's gonna feel about i'm the one that got my mom's finger cut off oh my god but you know that in the beautiful rainbow of an ending that like everything's going to be okay her mother's going to be able to talk yeah. to her and tell yeah. her and they're, they're, she's going to see true love between her her yeah her parents and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's all so going to be fine she'll be okay right or she'll <laughs> cut someone else's finger off and just keep the pattern keep the cycle going right yeah hey, she'll have a good example her, her mother set a good example you don't take any shit that's yeah. right <laughs> Yeah, she's yeah, like, I'm sure it was easy oh for God. her to come out with that <laughs> as an adult. Like, I don't take shit. Hello? Oh, I do? Yeah. For okay. everybody? <laughs> well, My mom has a metal finger, okay? Uh, uh, why? Why does she have a metal finger? Oh, I've got a really good story for that. I can tell you a really cool. It's so bonkers, though, how Sam Neill goes from being like, I'm awkward. I hope she likes me, to should I rape her? Wait, <gasps> should I rape her a second time while she's yeah. sleeping? Oh, yeah. Like, that's the one and that has got a me. fever? I was like, are you fucking crit? Ew. And then yeah. he's like, wait, you hear all the belt unbuckling. Mm. Da, 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 da. Yeah. And then and then he's like over her and she opens her eyes and he's like, uh, yes, how's it going? And that's when <laughs> she like, speaks to him, right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, because her eyes are just like, oh, we are done. Yeah. You'll never you'll never get me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you'll never get and it's yeah. so weird. Cut everyone it's off. Like, you you'll cut off her finger and you'll try to rape her, but something about that last step. He's like he doesn't actually. It's it's an interesting kind of rapiness because it's like there's you can't something even rape. You can't. I know. I know. Isn't that awful? That I'm like, <laughs> like it's horrible. I don't can't respect this guy. He's like a. He's like a bad rapist. Uh, <laughs> well, in any other story or any, if I heard this mathematical <laughs> equation of man buys bride with young daughter, I'd be like, in that time, they would have both been raped. Forget it. Yes, like, no <laughs> daughter would have been left alone. So he yeah, was, that's true. Yeah, I was like, you guys are real, you guys are remarkably safe in this doing, situation. I mean, sure. attempted, just yeah. attempted. Babe. would have been lining up at the door. <laughs> this is all fine to say. Okay. I will say, though, there's a part in this movie that made me incredibly uncomfortable. When she, there are two scenes where Anna Paquin is sleeping in a bed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, <laughs> no. Where 
<laughs> Holly Hunter's character is like thinking about having sex with Harvey Keitel and is like rubbing her child. She's asleep. I think she's, she's not aware of that she's no, doing no, it. No, no, she's yeah. asleep. She's she feels she's totally yeah. like, yeah. like oh, no, now I, that's yes. so yuck. That's so yuck and disturbing that she's like forgot that it was her daughter in bed with her. And I'm like, I don't exactly buy that. I think you would not. If you're sleeping with your daughter for nine years and you have sex with this guy once, I oh, I was like, Ugh. I bought it. Like it. Oh, Brian, were you going to say something? No, go ahead. I, yeah. I bought Can it. Can you win that- on when you have uh, slept in a bed with a nine year old? Um, oh, God, I got to go. Um, <laughs> I bought it in that she had only had that one connection for love and intimacy in her life. And now yes. that mm-hmm. this was like rekindled in her life, that her lizard brain or whatever was just like, mm, like I'm comfortable. Yeah. Just like, Holy God, what, what, what? Yeah. But that, that I didn't Made remember it from the first. Yeah. It's kind of a I version of sleepwalking. But yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. She did sleepwalk. She slept yeah. playing the piano. Oh, that's right. Yeah. She, yeah. Did, yeah. she, she, no, she, she woke totally up did. Yeah. I'm yeah. not saying but that's horrible that she was like, Oh, <laughs> I only have sex with everyone now. I mean, it made me uncomfortable. I think that this is, I mean, this movie is like lives in the sexual gray zone in a way that's the scenes that I remember vivid. I could, like I said, I had not seen the movie truly for 30 years. I did not see it with your parents since I saw my parents (laughs) and my mom, by the way, rest in peace. My mom was really liked this movie and was like, I remember saying like, like ah, oh, it's 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 yeah, it's pretty good. We uh, we couldn't never watch it with my little sister though. She was like five at the time, and uh-huh. she was like, you know, maybe I would show this movie to a kid. She, uh, and I was like, I was like, there's a lot of sex in the movie. She's like, yeah, but only like uh, the first forty minutes, you know. <laughs> like like she was <laughs> like she almost saw it as a as a mystical kind of kids movie, like what? as a, fa- a version of a family film. I mean, right? I guess we never did. We never watched it. The- yeah. yeah, you could cut all the Anna Paquin parts. You could yeah. cut. You could actually take out the sex scenes in this movie, and I think it would still make sense. And it would be a, the, there's a very it. strong movie. Yeah, in here but yeah. minus all that stuff. But the however, isn't it okay? I'd rather have my kids see intimacy. I mean, not the rape stuff, obviously. Yeah, that's yeah. The But then, I like the yeah. shit sex scenes I grew up watching, which are just yeah. trashy and not true and not how people feel pleasure and just like yeah so to see this would, would it would be amazing or just say like here's people just sitting naked on a bed and they want to touch each other's bodies that happens instead of I, just like yes Ugh. i 100 agree i i 100 percent agree because it's two scenes that i remember vividly from seeing it as a kid were sam neill trying to trying to rape holly hunter and having them mm-hmm. her eyes looking at him and Holly Hunter, the scene where she tries to have sex with him and she he's lying on his stomach. Yes. And yeah. his like, butt is exposed. Butt. She like, wants to peg him. <laughs> and he can't and he can't take it. He's like, that's too intimate for him. It's yeah. maybe he's feeling the the whatever the gay thread of it or whatever. Like he can't handle his her hands on his butt. And uh these are very I remember as a kid going, like, oh, what is this? Like this guy's yeah. like He's sexually aggressive, but he can't like handle the 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 intimacy of the scene, or he's, he's he doesn't want this lady touching him, or he doesn't want his wife his wife touching him. It's all very good gray zone stuff. It's very very good. It's very it's very complex. Well, I think because he's like it's just supposed to be me doing the thing <laughs> for eighties movies where I'm just I'm just 
pounding on her, right? Yeah. So when if she's going to do anything to him, he's like, what on earth? And the same thing as the dog situation. Yeah. He's like, I don't know what this is. This isn't a th- Women don't like to have sex. That's right. I think he's right. a guy who doesn't think that that's. They, I mean, because that's been an attitude in he the didn't world. Have it's like Revenge of the Nerds or Weird Science or whatever to learn how to have sex with women. <laughs> yes. So he had to. <laughs> <I'm good. laughs> or his role roadmap. models. Who yeah. knows what his roadmap was? But that's such a great point that uh, I'm sure it was just one way. And this was off. I'm sorry, on the menu, off the menu. That's such an annoying thing to say, but it's not on the menu. It's like, what is, what's happening? I have no definition for this. Now I'm completely powerless. Mm -hmm. And maybe I like it. Oh, no. Like, yeah, confusing, Sam. Yes. Well, it's the very same fingers that are exploring his butt. And he cuts one of them off. Oh. Oh, that's I was thinking about how there's a connection here that is, you know, just probably too film schooly, but I was like, oh, it's kind of like a little tiny penis that he cut off. Oh. Right? Like she's she's trying to like she's trying she's what she seems to be heading towards is to be touching him in a way that he's very uncomfortable with with her hands. Yes. And it's not just like the piano is sexuality. Everything's sexuality. <laughs> the piano sexuality, the butt thing. He's going to cut off her finger, but it's like, it's also like potentially something that could penetrate a person. And yes. And freaked out by that. And we see that her powerful scene. fingers, her witch right? fingers. Yeah. The very first image is her looking at, it's through fingers. It's her looking yeah. at right. New Zealand through her fingers. Yeah. A lot of fingers. She When she goes home, it's like. There's more to see yeah. because she doesn't have that finger. In the negotiation, when she, when he's like, when Harvey Kato's like, I want to lay with you, uh, how many keys? And she does this. <laughs> she does like 10 mm-hmm. uh, uh, fingers. It's all, fi- everything is fingers. Yeah. And also yeah. she has that backwards hand touching. There's a, there's a yeah. big thing about her like touching or she puts her hand in Harvey Keitel's hand like backwards like that. Yeah. yeah. It's very like, um, yeah, it's it's like her octopus tentacles, which are yeah, that's more of a penis thing, I guess. Yeah, let's get to it. Let's get. <laughs> I just feel like a movie that that is so much about intimacy, sexuality, and all that is like no, she would have she would have thought about the implications of a digit, any kind of digit being the thing that was cut off. That he, you know, I only oh, thought he- about it in 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 terms of him silencing her musically. Yeah, because that's all. She- she cared about i thought he was face down because she just wanted to pretend he was harvey Keitel and just like <laughs> she's like maybe she you. yeah maybe she did i mean but i think she was trying i think she was trying with him it I was think right she after was. her daughter i think it was yeah. right after she realized she's like this is not gonna this arrangement's not gonna work i i have these yearnings that with the bed with my daughter i have to be in the bed with Sam yeah. Neil, too bad. Oh, yeah. You have to be in a bed with Sam Neil. With the <laughs> with the gross Sam Neil. <laughs> <laughs> with his unkempt hair, that little comb. Oh my God, well that's just because he's been out looking for dinosaur bones. That's right. Uh, <laughs> uh, this was quite a year for Sam Neil. This was he had Jurassic Park in the summer and the piano in the fall. Yeah. Oh wow, uh, he really yeah. weird wow. collection of movies. Yeah. Well, he was also in Dead Calm, where he with uh. Uh, Nicole Kidman, I think, which is how he became a, an actor that came into prominence mm-hmm. in the United States. Is yeah, that a good is, one? It's like a, it's one of those like <laughs> they're trying to kill me on a boat 
I like the mom a lot. Yeah. Billy Zane. Billy Zane is trying oh, to kill yeah. him. It's kind of in the vein of those like bad tenant movies. Where it's like we can't get the tenant out. Or there's oh, a yeah. Pacific Heights. Man. Yeah. Hey, Pacific Heights. <laughs> We're always talking about that I one. Mean, come on, come on. Uh, hey, Pacific Heights. Uh, we Michael had another Pacific Keaton. Heights situation oh, last year. Nail gun. We all like Pacific Heights. Uh, uh, yeah, all these the, problems. All these yeah, problems. that's like bad tenant on a boat or bad bad boat boat guy. They used to call him us whatever blank from hell movies, like whatever yes. the the, oh. yeah, the girlfriend from hell, from hell from the so and so, the ex yeah, from yeah. hell, the boss from hell, yeah, the yeah. cable guy from hell. Uh, what would this oh, be yeah. then? This would be the not the piano from hell. This isn't a from hell movie. Uh, this is a this well, is a I different. mean, Samuel bride from is- hell. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I actually yeah. thought her. And when she was playing with that metal finger, I was like, "This would be the beautiful beginning for a horror movie." Of just like music, do do do, click, do do do. Yes. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's creepy. Yeah, it? yeah. Totally would be. And then she's walking around with something over her head. Yeah, yeah. Like, whispering. She's a. Uh, she's not the bride from hell because she. Uh, she uh, stays quiet. Um, that's actually a funny <laughs> yeah. part of. That is something funny about Sam Neill in this movie is that he's like. Like from the very beginning, they're like, "Well, what do you think about the fact that she can't talk?" And he's like, "I'm okay with it." He's like, "Never <laughs> has a problem." <laughs> there is, I think, like a couple times it comes up, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm fine with that part." He's not, which is a kind yeah. of a sly little joke of like, "Yeah, I don't have." Oh, she can't talk. All right, well, that's fine. I don't like, need that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, when we when I was I, I took some notes during when I was watching it, which is mostly just like, oh God, the rain in the mud, more rape, more rapey. Oh my God, backwards hands. Um, but the very first thing I wrote down in in the context of the podcast was like, it's okay to let kids know that not speaking is an option. <laughs> just the first five minutes we can yeah. share with our children, like, hey, some people never talk. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. Yeah. That was today's TV show. Yeah. Just go think about it. Yeah. If you have a child that never stops talking, show them this film. Let's see if we can play the Holly Hunter game. Hey, do you want to play the no talking ever game? Hey, how about learning piano instead? Yeah, that Uh, would. This is this is how you get your kid into piano. Yeah. Or just get them to be quiet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but I yeah. think what I was saying about uh, Jane Campion movies is like, I think there's, there's maybe when I saw some of these when I was younger, I didn't really, the difficulty of them, like the contrast between like, okay, well, this is what these characters want, but it's also pretty disturbing a lot of the time. I think I just didn't really notice that about the piano when I first saw it. I did not see it in a theater with my parents, though. So, so I don't know. <laughs> you missing out. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't get that that special. Sweet you gotta watch it. it with dad. <laughs> <laughs> when I would watch movies like this with my a movie, any movie that had sex scenes in it, my dad would just clear his throat the entire time. Oh, and so it's sort of like a weird sense memory to have like. Whenever I watch like an older movie with a sex scene, it's like <coughs> the whole time in my head. It's so interesting because it calls attention to it even more. I yes, don't know. It does. But it does break the tension. I know people who make sounds like that during Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like, like, uh, I remember watching The Love Boat. I mean, I I'm I'll be fifty next year. I can't really hide it from these references. You made it. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> um but I watching the Love Boat 
with my whole family and every, I mean, talk about not intimacy or passion, but like everyone ended up uh, the love boat kissing at the end or like having a new, uh-huh. and I remember somebody was kissing in the show and I was watching and like tilted my head and was like, Ugh. and my parents both watched me and I was like, ah! like I just got caught, like <laughs> having a dog lick my hand, like yum, 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 yum. Someday I'll do kissing. And then I was just like, I need to go to bed. Bye. <laughs> Everybody shut up. <laughs> uh, I'm not interested in kissing. Uh, why would I be interested in it? I'm only 11. Uh, <laughs> I would never. I would never. Um, Jane Campion, uh, I, because we've talked, this is the second time, this is uh, the first time we've repeated a director's movies yeah. on this on oh. this little podcast. We did what was one the other on, one? Uh, Power of the Dog was an early oh, was, okay. uh, yeah. uh, show that we've done. And I've tried a little bit to f- see some more Jane Campion movies this year. Uh, I saw this movie, Sweetie. and mm-hmm. um, That one's crazy. An Angel at My Table uh, recently I saw. But I would say the thing that bond- binds all these movies are like these incredibly weird lead characters. They're not, um, they're, they're troubled. And I think this might be a, w- a place where like a, a modern interpretation of the piano, you might go, well, what is she supposed to be like a feminist icon or this or that? It's like, no, these movies, these movies are all about yeah. like incredibly disturbed artists who are clinging on to their writing or their pianos or their whatever for dear life. They're very, they're, they're very complicated in a way. Well, I think what you're describing is like, oh no, these women are complicated. Yeah. Which <laughs> like, is not. These are not <laughs> just the girlfriend. And I think that's part of why it's difficult to watch them to a certain degree, because it's like, oh man, I, I want this. I want this lady to not be so conflicted or not have so much coming at her or something because I'm not used to seeing a, a, a lady dealing with so much and having it really focused on what is the impact of all the things you're dealing with. I'm used to it being like, oh, yeah, and then I was pretty and I uh, I got murdered and now some guys are going to investigate my murder. <laughs> like, that's the conflict. It's like, <laughs> that's the I kind of so story pretty. I like. <laughs> I was so pretty and I'm dead and I was 23 and now here's my naked body. Like there's so much of that. Yeah. I think because of her silence, she absorbs what happens to her or what other people say in a way that we uh, as uh, males and females growing up didn't have that perspective of like, how do you feel? (laughs) Yeah. Like I have to deal with you. (laughs) Were you just saying like how Sam Neill feels or like, yeah. 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 Which is a little more. There's another Jane Campion movie that's um, uh, with Meg Ryan, which is kind of a strange, like oh. very, very intense sex scenes with Mark Ruffalo. Oh, is uh, that where someone's a boxer? No, it's called In the Cut, and it's a, it's a, it's a like a detective. Yeah, it's like a that. serial killer movie. Oh yeah. Um, Why and it, it, yeah, it like Meg Ryan plays like a, a teacher who's who's having some like strange kind of thing with the one of her students who's like into her and it's sort of vaguely threatening and then there's Mark Ruffalo and he's vaguely threatening at a certain point but it's it has some of the same elements but I think because it was Meg Ryan people were like we cannot we, oh. you cannot be like this you yes. cannot be like this it's kind of I kind of like that Jane Campion is like I'm going to stir the pot every time like <laughs> yes. I'm gonna make you very uncomfortable <laughs> yeah. although yeah she has said inappropriate things. I don't mean in real life. I mean in the film right. choices that she makes. I don't want to um, yeah. equate that as like I'm fun stirring the pot in a fun way. But um, no, she no, takes but- risks that make people uncomfortable artistically. And I think 
that's important. I really do like feeling uncomfortable that way when I watch something or being challenged that way or not knowing what's right and what's wrong. And then meanwhile, watching the most beautiful, it's mm-hmm. every shot is is a mm-hmm. painting. Uh, yeah. When the girl is running to Sam Neill at the end, uh, those three little ma- those three little hills she runs over and mm-hmm. that beautiful green. It's just like, yeah. oh, it's the musicality of the birds there. I mean, she's in that, that beauty is so powerful the way she captures it yeah that yes. little the little yeah like the um seventh seal like that that shot of like there's a little figure like doo, 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 up the hill is yeah. so it's just it anytime i see a movie about new zealand i'm like and i don't live there or why yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, this movie really, I, thought, I think, like exposed New Zealand to to the. I think it might have been a lot of people's first exposure exposed to, a lot of New, to New Zealand, really to the Maori people. That's. Uh, uh, I think a lot of people didn't even know what these people were, their face tattoos or any of these. Uh, well, any around of this the same time was uh, um, Once Were Warriors, which is yeah, a, yeah. A, a very, very abusive relationship between two Maori people. Mm-hmm. Um, that came out around the same time. It's a really interesting movie. That yeah. it's, it's like, it is. It's a like a passionate relationship, but they're they're you know there's some abuse there, and it's it's the only movie that I can think of even now that was a that was specifically two Maori actors in it. That's a uh, and <laughs> an interesting fact buried in the credits of this movie under the uh, credit. Maori performance and language advisor is Tamura Morrison, who mm-hmm. is in Once for Warriors, and now he might be the most famous person involved in this movie because he's now Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 he wasn't in, he's not in the piano, but I guess oh, okay, he advised. No. But there's another actor who's very yes, recognizable. Yeah. He's got very uh, long yeah. curly uh, hair. And he's, yeah, Cliff yeah. Curtis is a, now a, a very uh, well-known actor out here, a Hollywood movie. I love and, the yeah. woman, though, the... <clears throat> the lady who who's like Harvey Keitel is shaking Anna Paquin being like, what happened? What happened after? Oh, yeah. After yeah, the yeah. finger gets cut off and and this the one of the women and it's just like, no, she's a child. Like, let her like just hug her. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, yeah, that's that. Like, I don't even know who this actress is, but the way that the there's there's something very in this whole story is it's pretty colonial like the characters that are in the story that are not white characters are not really they don't have much of a story but they're they're representing i think kind of like like there's a decentness to them all that's <laughs> like there's no it's not difficult for them to be making these judgments and then it's the it's these like white people who are all kinds of of conflicted and weird and uh, yeah, the older that, the, that, that older woman sort of versus the older women versus the other older right, women. Right? Yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. the older Just talking the, about sexuality yeah. and talking about. You, you need to have a wife so that treasure doesn't just lie on your lap all night or whatever. Like, and balls were wasted on you and whatever. Just being frank and open. Yeah. yeah. And also, I yeah. think in the way that Jane Campion captured those scenes, it was a little more nuanced and subtle. Even though those characters are not developed in any way, than like. The indigenous people with their muscles, or like it, it yeah. wasn't that cheap They're thing that we we're used to seeing too. It was a little yeah, more like sense of humor to, and yes, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, because yeah. the Harvey Keitel character is is more interested in that kind of like 
he's like more body and more accepting of certain ways of behaving that the that the 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 people who actually live there are kind of like yeah well he's more one of us he's not more one of that sam neil kind of attitude about it mm. yeah i wonder how he he does though in the back in society of uh you know, lace curtains and stuff. Yeah, where's his wife? He did have a wife who had her own life. Remember he said that? Someone asked him, and he's like, I do have a wife. She has her own thing. And then he just has... I guess he just makes his own rules wherever he goes. He's, a, ba- he's a bad lieutenant, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's a reservoir dog. <laughs> oh, he is. <laughs> he likes them mean streets. Yeah. <laughs> But you know what? Ultimately, he's a national treasure. Um. <laughs> oh my god, those are just so. It's so it, like there was there are some commercials that have a Harvey Keitel in them, and it's so startling. Really? But then it's like, of course, you you need a one million dollars for half a day's work, just like mm. everyone else. I don't want that to be true. <laughs> I also want him to be forty years old. He's not forty, is he? Uh, no, I think he's closer to eighty. He's like Wilfred Brimley now. Although Wilfred Brimley wasn't as old as no, he, he I don't was think oh yes, fifty in Cocoon. The Tom Wilfred Cruise Brimley line, the, is yeah, popular, yeah. Is it, was Different. he fifty in Cocoon? I think so, or fifty-two oh. or something. Well, he was notoriously like I think that's the reason he was cast in Cocoon because he was like a stunt man who looks older than his age. I think, and then now ah. every time an a- every time an a- actor turns fifty, they go, "Well, it's uh, Jennifer Aniston is now older than Wilfred Brimley was." <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know that yes. was a big Brimley. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, it's some Twitter account called the Brimley Line. <laughs> do we do we really get that reference point anymore? I don't- is it as used as the Pacific Heights reference? <laughs> exactly, Pacific Heights. <laughs> Heights. This is my now my favorite episode of the show because we called out as Pacific Heights. Um, <laughs> the uh, the actors in this movie. It's weird to separate them. This is a movie. This movie is so otherworldly and so dreamlike that you forget the <laughs> Harvey Keitel is one thing you associate with him a certain with a certain kind of role. Holly Hunter is also. This is a very weird perf- uh, role for her because she's someone who I associate as uniquely American. Mm. Um, and a talker. And a talker. Yeah. Like ta- like her yeah. entire career up to this point is broadcast news and raising Arizona. And uh, yeah. uh, I like this movie uh, once around a lot that she's in. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's a good movie. That is Who's a good movie. That? Yeah. Her and Richard uh, Dreyfuss. Dreyfus. Yeah. Uh, very sweet. I think she was like kind of this was not something she was associated with. Like they were, t- they talked about, I think Jane Campion wanted Sigourney Weaver wanted, you know, was thinking. More I know. Did realm. you read that whole yeah. thing about the Sigourney Weaver uh, no. casting? No. Yeah. That they, yeah. They, I don't, I don't mean to cut you off, Ryan, but I, I was really intrigued by that. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> the, they, the inner workings of it. They offered it to Sigourney Weaver or no Sigourney Weaver was like, I don't want to do movie roles right now because I'm trying to raise a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie was offered to her through her agent. Her agent turned it down without telling her about it. Yeah. And yeah. then when the movie came out, she was like, I would have done that. Yeah. Because hey. then, I, then I guess like Jane Campion said like, Oh, we were looking for a Sigourney Weaver type. And she's like, what the heck? I, I am that. Why didn't I get? And then the agent was like, you did. Oh my gosh. Did you know that Sam Neill didn't know? Sam Neill didn't know and he was expecting Sigourney Weaver and that's why when he saw Holly Hunter, he's like, you're smaller. Than- <laughs> <laughs> you're smaller. 
I didn't think you would be small. I saw oh, Alien, I and I from... thought you were taller than this. I thought you were going to be Ripley. Oh, no. <laughs> what exactly a different what film. Yeah. I know that Sigourney Weaver is a tremendous actress, but she just doesn't have that... I think Holly Hunter's tiny statue. Yeah. Statute? No, what is it? Stat- stature. Stature. She's a tiny, tiny statue. statue of limitations. <laughs> she's statuesque. Her stature like gives her she's all the more vulnerable just by yeah. existing. She could have used that would have been ones. She could that could have been interesting though if she wasn't really a large woman with Harvey Kindel. That would I don't know. It would have just mm-hmm. been a different movie. If she was physically larger in stature, stature, God, I got to get these stature words out of my vocabulary because <laughs> I can't get them. Um, that Harvey Kindel would be very creepy for him to be like, I have your piano. And she'd be like, I'm a half a foot taller than you. <laughs> yeah. Beat the shit out of you, little okay. man. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think Holly Hunter... It works so well that you associate her as this little firecracker. She's Miss Firecracker, actually. She, she's this uh, very um, Spitfire kind of talky personality, and and that I I I have I think that yeah, Sigourney Weaver, other other actors could have done it, but there's something about the idea of this. It's this almost this character who has this fire. She wants to talk. You mm-hmm. you know what her voice sounds like. Yeah, and she's not using it. That makes the part so effective. Uh, yeah, the, in a way. she comes through. Even like that quality that she has of being like, I think that some people just have that like yeah. this unsinkability. That's yes. like you can traumatize me, you can hurt me, you can scream at me, yeah. you can give me good things, bad things, doesn't matter. I am relentless. Yes. Whereas a more stoic actor, I think you would have just been like, well, that she's very stoic and, and yeah, yes, like a pianist that was more like uh, like had long arms and long fingers. At yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 What did I just say? It was weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a, a you know, Navi. Like a like a yeah, like a like a shadow thing. Yeah. Yes. If Holly Hunter had attached her hair to one of the trees and vines, that would have been cool. <laughs> because she had those braids, she could have just detached one and plucked it into the tree so easily. I was so bummed when she had the same fucking hairstyle back in wherever they went. England, wherever she ended up back. I was she just like, didn't exactly though. Okay. She had the loops around her ears in New Zealand. And yeah. then when she's in back, when she leaves there, her braid is then up on her head. Oh, okay. so she doesn't have like a this that sort of like chain looking thing next to her face. But yeah, I was also like, why isn't her hair down? Her hair was down when she had her sleepless or her. Pianoing in her sleep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> her mad woman. And also when she was playing yeah. with her daughter after having her yeah. orgasms. So she was like, yeah. I am. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Finally, guys, I can play. <laughs> Coffee's great this morning. <laughs> she was whistling. It's like, wait a minute. I remember the first time that I saw that in a movie was the movie Big, where he comes into work after having very problematic sex with an adult <gasps> woman. Oh, God. And he whistles. And I was like, Oh, is that, is that, wait, so that has something to do with him having sex that he's whistling now? <laughs> is that how people oh, learn to yeah. whistle? Is that, is yeah. that why? I learned to whistle yeah. last week. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, anybody? Am I, I think weird? I had that the same question when I was a kid, like, uh, 
seeing big at eight or whenever, you know, like too young. Or, well, not too young or whatever, but yeah. I guess oh, yeah. Because you should have watched the like, piano then and big later. Yeah. <laughs> I guess having sex just makes you happy. And then when I grew up, I found out that was true. I was like, <laughs> like woke well, up the next day. didn't lie about that one. I was like, wow, I'm all happy and confident. Did you for whistle one day. though? Did uh, you whistle? I probably did. Like, yeah, you like, probably like, did. And I, you came into work and everyone was like, uh, hey, you seem Wink yeah. happy. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have sex with an adult woman even though you're only 14? Yes. <laughs> uh, oh my God. Would have yeah. changed it all for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would have been a good um I'm gonna debut a new um a new segment on this show. Yes. Ooh. Time for a new segment. Okay. I, I I'm embarrassed to do this, Gene, because um I didn't. I, I'm sad. I'm sad that you're the guest that I'm doing this with because I respect you. But uh, we're gonna. This is a new segment. You should have done it with Trashy. one we don't respect. <laughs> this is you a have new a lot segment. of people on you don't respect. I've heard that about <laughs> Alan McLeod. Oh, exactly. The worst molasses boy. We don't respect you. I hope you're listening. <laughs> I have uh, gotten back in recent months back into collecting physical media. And when we review a film or talk about a film that I have uh, seen on a recent uh, physical media release, a uh, DVD or a Blu-ray, I, uh, I uh, am going to do a new segment called Let's Talk Physical. <laughs> Let's talk physical, physical. I want to watch some physical. I'm really into physical. Tell me about your DVDs. <laughs> Your crispy blues and your 4K UHDs. Give me all the latest news in physical. Physical. Wow. I was in Olivia Newton-John's fan club. I love her. <sighs> she she made brought her. joy to millions. The piano was one of the first discs to be released in the in Criterion's new venture into 4K presentation back in January of this year. And if you're used to the Lionsgate Blu-ray from 2012, <laughs> you'll be astonished by the upgrade. Because this is by far the best the film has looked in a home video format. Now, this is a recent director-approved 4K remaster, and there were rumors that Campion and cinematographer Stuart Dreiber might be recolor-timing the movie to achieve a dimmer, more underwater look for this release. But I think the overall presentation is swimmingly gorgeous, with an inky, seductive (laughs) contrast and film print-like grain structure. Now, my particular Sony OLED panel struggles with the Dolby Vision format, making it the image sometimes too dark. But if you engage Dolby Vision bright setting along with brightness preferred <laughs> HDR tone mapping, uh, I know I don't like engaging them either because you do lose a little color accuracy. But you get a rich and articulate image. As for the audio, it's a 5.1 surround DTS HD master audio soundtrack that I couldn't play too loud because my upstairs neighbor but it sounded pretty good. (laughs) The 4K contains a commentary track uh, with Jane Campion and producer Jan Chapman ported over from a 2006 release. And the Blu-ray has an array of special features that I lent to Anne. Anne, what did you think of all the Blu-ray special features? That's interesting you ask, Ryan, because I looked at the special features. Uh, I looked at the disc, I mean. Um, And then I could not find my remote for my Blu-ray player, even though I looked everywhere in my house. I think my child actually put it somewhere that I cannot find. So I ended up buying it off of Amazon and watching it in HD on my computer. (laughs) This is a this is the first edition of Let's Get Physical. (laughs) You didn't even. 
Do you uh, understand I how long I struggled to try and get the buttons on the front of the machine to make it? I know. It I know. It. Okay. You have a good excuse. She got a good excuse. Uh, Just right, like well. the piano. If you want your partner to get physical and they are not able to. You can't you know what? You know what? I was just being such a Sam Neil in this situation. I was like, "Don't touch that! I don't do it. I'm not. I can't. I can't go to that place." <laughs> I, I will say though that this is a this movie uh, looks terrific on and whatever new remaster of it they've done, and it really does. This is a masterpiece of world cinema. This is like a. Yeah. You, when you watch it, you're like, yeah, this is like a Kurosawa. I would put it up there in that in that it, it earns its it actually earns its place next to next to those films, the, the, the classics. I also rented on Amazon and watched on my laptop and it's dismal to watch this movie on a laptop. <laughs> It's like full screen. Would that help me? Like it's, 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 not, it's not the escape you want it to be. No. Inky. Such such great descriptors in there. Inky blacks. That's how that's how that's uh, that's a very common uh, phrase in them. On the scene? In the, in the scene on the forums. <laughs> they'll be like, with inky blacks and solid grain structure, this is a release you really like. With skunky blacks <laughs> and multi-grain <laughs> toast. <laughs> I think that I Ryan, I think you should put that on one of the forums and just watch mm. them go wild. <laughs> Multi-grain toast? That's not one of our phrases. Oh, that's not something we used to describe a movie. <laughs> we study this. <laughs> Um, well, thank you for that. That was very interesting. Now, uh, <laughs> let's talk about, because uh, I feel like this is a complicated aspect of this movie, Your the mama panic attack assessment for the yeah. piano. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll go first because, Gene, you, uh, the, 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 the guest goes last because that's the real rating of everything. I, uh, I wouldn't show this movie to a child, to like a 12-year-old maybe. Uh, I could I could see getting into that. But for my own personal discomfort with it, I think some of the things of the uh, Anna Paquin being just like put in some situations that were very, uh, very uncomfortable, um, you know, sleeping in some some bed situations that I uh, made me feel real weird. Like she's she sleeps in a bed with Harvey Keitel at a certain point, And I'm just like, yeah, I don't I don't I don't like the that element of it so much um and then you know having to deal with uh a lot of uh horrible horrible traumatic stuff with cutting off fingers and but i really loved this character at the same time i loved the representation of uh, a nine-year-old girl who's just like a super fun person and <laughs> it's just like uh really going for it so as a kid character i loved it as a in a sort of parenty way, I found some of the, you know, that it's very focused on her, uh, the mom and the daughter. And then when Harvey Keitel arrives, it sort of drops off a little. Like, yeah, I mean, she's she's engaged, but it's it's like I don't 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 totally love that. So I think because of some of the uncomfortable places that she's put, that did make me feel weird. So I'd give it uh, a PG thirteen for that. G13. Yeah, I wouldn't say an R is- because like I don't think the way that she's actually treated after these things occur is like pretty, it's it's actually pretty nice. 
Is it rated R? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It didn't bother me that she slept in a bed with Harvey Keitel. It's interesting that you say that because when you said when you said she's in some weird sleeping arrangements, I was like, oh, I guess that scene with the mom. Um, you mean as the actress, maybe it felt unsafe? No, just for me having a little girl and thinking about like uh, oh, yeah. all the conceivable places she could sleep, I'd be like, no, that would be that would be like no, you know, I love you and you're 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 a dear friend or romantic partner for me, but that's not something I. Yeah. That's not something I would do. And that, so that, that kind of made me like, I think this rating system is like, what are things that you would have just been like, meh, whatever, but now are, are like, uh, right. and I think that I would never have noted before. And now I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I, I guess I was struggling so much watching it that I had changed. <laughs> the the, the, the <laughs> yeah. rape stuff was just like, oh my god! I, I, I think yeah, over thirteen is good. Fifteen. It also might depend on the gender of the kid. Is that yeah, on the person? I mean, yeah, but I, because I have a son, it doesn't occur to me that protecting a, a daughter's sleeping is different in many ways than protecting a son. <sighs> so sad, sleeping. isn't it? But every, yes. I mean, predators are predators, but yeah. I felt like that was a completely safe. I just felt like there was so much exhaustion then that it was like, I also kind of felt like that um, woman who had been with Harvey Keitel earlier protecting her saying like, she's just a girl mm-hmm. was like tending the fire was like over there too. Like I just felt yeah. like that was a safe little quiet place <laughs> yeah. until Sam Neill's gun came. Uh, yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess PG-13, but maybe I'm going to go 15. I'm going to go 15. Sorry, oh, right. <laughs> PG-15. <laughs> I like PG-15. I really think it's important to show beautiful intimacy to kids to not feel like it's a secret. Well, I guess whenever they start to become, whenever their bodies start to become sexual, is this too like... (laughs) Yeah, and I think it depends on the person. It does. Like when you're starting to see your kid getting getting kind of intrigued by certain things or, or like making kissy faces and running out of the room... That's different for every kid. Yeah. And then I think they need to see lots of good examples. I think even though this has so much violence and stuff, there are lots of good examples of this too. Instead of canned, like, slapstick comedy, Porky's every 80s (laughs) reference, but, like, terrible um, sex scenes or whatever. So I think... No one fucks a pie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what I we already watched that. <laughs> oh God. I didn't see it. So yeah. I said yeah. PG fifteen. Because our our son I think might need a little more time. Like he's pretty I mean, who knows? He's three and a half, but he's <laughs> he's not ready. He's feisty, but I think he might be a little like you need to come around a little bit slower on that stuff. Like mm-hmm. take the time. I don't think he's gonna be that precocious. We'll yeah. see. You guys are talking about very young children and seeing it through that perspective. Yeah. As, a, as a kind of a child who saw this, I would say... Um, <laughs> Wait, you're a child because you don't have any children? <laughs> exactly. I'm saying talking about what I watched the other day. Uh, when I watched it, like as a kid, I would say... Uh-huh. I mean, if you... if the, What I would say is like, if you're like, you know what? This movie doesn't have like good sexual examples for how people should behave. And I, how would a, a, a kid shouldn't watch it or whatever? Hey, or like, a, what if a boy watched it and got the wrong idea? It's like, hey, this boy is fake. There's not a boy. There's no boy that's like watching the piano and is like, ooh, that's how I'm going to behave. And B, if they watched it, 
the worst thing that this fake boy would experience is like learning that there are different expressions of sexuality which are complex and might actually like learn about that stuff a little bit or be opened up to that stuff a little bit as opposed well, definitely to definitely he would be able to see that if you try to rape women they will be very mad at you sure which so, is yeah. uh, not just passed yeah. out guys <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, exactly <laughs> brett kavanaugh uh, uh <laughs> yeah we need uh, this we need to show the piano in schools <laughs> no one's saying no one's saying show the I don't know how we got to the idea I show think we the, the piano to a kid. Bad but. lieutenant. <laughs> how old were you, Ryan, when you saw it? Do you you kind of alluded to it, but it came out I think 93? I, I want to say I saw it, let's see if it was ninety three, I would have been thirteen. I would have been almost fourteen. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. So maybe PG thirteen is right on the right on the nose. I thought it was yeah. just fine. You know who else? <laughs> uh you showed me this uh piece of trivia yesterday, Anne, that um yeah. Kurt Cobain saw this movie the day before he died. Oh my God. Yeah. Also, we didn't talk about the suicide. Like, oh, that's oh, another yes. thing that is introduced at the very end. I was like, oh my God, here's another heavy, heavy, just touched on, like, maybe I'll kill myself. I swear. So he saw I- this the day before he died? He saw yeah. that, yeah. He saw that the day, yeah, which is kind of crazy when you consider, a, yeah, with some friends. Yeah. So probably the last movie he ever saw. But interesting that I completely forgot about that, and I also watching the movie, I didn't even really pick it up. I had to rewind it to watch that foot go into the rope, uh, and that's remarkable because it's just like yeah. the, it's like a split second decision. Um, and you kind of, if you blink, you you do miss it. Yeah. It's like, what if I did this? It's weird because that's something I actually did remember from it. I was like, oh, yeah. And she puts her foot in the rope. And then I watched it this time and I was like, well, that isn't necessarily how you read it. But that's totally how I did read it. I think so. When I saw I think, it the first time. No, but I mean, like. You think some people might watch it yeah. and not think, oh. I don't know. You would I have to. Sl- yeah, I think really fast. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's ambiguous to say the least. But like, I think if I mean, truly, you would have to frame by frame it. But I think she she's watching that rope move around. And then yeah. she just like at the last second is like flunk. And then it's, it's and then so it pulls impulsive. Her down. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, part of it is I think that they're organizing uh, untying it and stuff. And I think <laughs> because I was like, Harvey Keitel is not going to do anything to endanger her. Like he would have been aware of the rope. Like there's no way mm-hmm. that that's accidental. I think it's mm-hmm. I think she's does it on purpose. Definitely. Um, All right, now we'll, so yeah. now for the rating. The final rating. What object wh- shall we use? Fingers? <laughs> hey! <laughs> uh, uh, sometimes yeah, it's a... Sometimes it's obvious. Yeah. I think we found the... Mm-hmm. Is that too obvious? Yeah, we found no, it. No, not at all. Yeah. Um, well, uh, we'll go first. Uh, uh, Gene, you will go last, and your rating will be the true rating of, <laughs> yeah. of all time. It, it, it of means. all time. It's rightly so. Yeah. Rightly yes. So. <laughs> yeah, I think that this is this movie. I think I, I don't know when I first watched it at all, but I remember being like, oh, it's kind of cool or whatever, not feeling very intensely about it. Now I think because of my life being different, my understanding of relationships being different, like a lot of things being different. I think it made me so much more uncomfortable than it did the first time I saw it before I was like, oh, it's a cool art movie. And this time I was like, oh, my God, this is really getting into like a lot of very subtle decisions about impulses and what kinds of thing, what kinds of choices do you make? What kind of choices are available to you in that moment? And um, 
but I thought, I think it's so beautifully made, but I sort of don't like it. Um, (laughs) I don't like it, and I'm not exactly sure why, so it's a little stupid of me, I suppose, but I just felt like, I just... I just, I think maybe there's, maybe, you know, I am a single parent and I I do have a daughter and I think just maybe there's some part of me that's like, oh my God, don't involve some, don't get, just, just, just continue on as is. You were doing fine. (laughs) Maybe that's part of it for me personally. I don't know. Um, It's like, don't just just stop with all this. Um, That could be it. Or it could just be that there's a lot of really tough stuff in this story. so I think just because I didn't <laughs> enjoy watching it, even though I think it is beautifully made and I think Jane Campion is very interesting, um, I, I would give it three stars. Or yeah. stars are... I mean, oh my God! I'm so you really humiliated. didn't like it. I'm didn't so like humiliated. It. <laughs> uh, three severed fingers. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, severed fingers. Well, that makes yeah. sense. Well, they have to be severed. Otherwise, it's just a foot. Yeah. Fingers Uh, touching butts. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. Three out of four. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. Uh, I would say that the it's 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 such a um, pedestrian descriptor, but well made really is Mm -hmm. was what I walked away from the movie saying, God, what a just solidly shot. So judiciously edited and just satisfying movie to watch. And like I said, was not evident to me when I saw it when I was 13 years old. I was not, this was not a movie that I walked out of and and, and was like, I love it. It's my favorite. Mm-hmm. If anything, I think, and I think, like I said, the reputation of this movie, it's also an early Miramax movie, which like you see like Harvey Weinstein's name on it. Like it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, I mean, he distributed it or whatever. So it has all that connotation of being, uh, stereotypical or uh, kind of art movie, feminine art movie uh, type movie, uh, which I think does the movie a disservice. I think that it's a, it, it kind of needs a critical reevaluation at this point. It's a very fine movie. And uh, I'm coming at it from a different angle of like, well, this is kind of interesting. Uh, I don't feel anything about any of this, but uh, I think it's a four finger, <laughs> it's a four finger film. <laughs> And one of them is tip, typing, tapping away on the piano. <laughs> it's four. Fi- I'll tell you what. It's um, three and a metal. One of them's metal. Oh, no. so the number is four. The, the base. The, yeah. The supreme. Uh, is four. Yeah. Four out of four. Good on Jane for, for okay. making this a weird one. Um, I've come full circle on this. I chose it because. It was one of like six DVDs that I still kept when we uh, we when Brian and I moved in together. It was like here are all of our DVDs. And then when we moved the second time, it was like, nobody uses DVDs anymore. Nobody, but I for emotional, like just sentimentally, this was on there. Hadn't watched it, rewatched it, mostly upset and horrified, but talking about it, or upset and horrified by the content, but not the filmmaking or the acting or the music or every element of the film. So I think to me, I'm glad to be, uncomfortable with the content and I'm glad to have something to talk about where I don't know what's right or wrong. I feel like it's pretty easy in society right now to go like, 
these people are bad. These people are good. This is, it's easy to sort of like tweet mm-hmm. and chime in and make a decision. Mm-hmm. And I just don't know how I feel and to have it make me uncomfortable and still move me so much. Um, I'm back around. I'm back on board. I'm going to show it to babies. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> four silver fingers. There you go. <laughs> Clickety clack. Oh, they're all silver. Oh, you got to cut off three more to get your yeah. rating. Oh. <laughs> this is a scenario where she just kept visiting him. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, uh, that's, hey, that's honest. I feel like we had a very honest discussion about this movie. Yeah. Well, no I lied a little bit, but Do I won't tell you when. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a child? Have you been mm. lying about being a mama? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. exactly. I don't really have one. You're like, I have something. I mean, I have one of those Victorian ghost children. <laughs> she's very convincing and she's adorable. <laughs> yeah, well, I hired that one. The one that goes to school is an employee of mine. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Jean Villapeak, thank you so much for taking uh, time out of your busy life to uh, to do this show, and uh, uh, you've been a wonderful guest, and uh, we've uh, uh, we've enjoyed talking about this very interesting movie. Oh, Ryan yeah. and Anne, thank you so much for having me and giving me a chance to revisit <laughs> revisit that time <laughs> and this time. You may have. Is there a place like if people can find you, they want to follow you, anything you want to direct people toward? Or uh, my social media is my last name Villapeak. I don't really tweet much. My Instagram has uh, no selfies, so just weird stuff I see. So if, I'm going to be on an episode of Party Down whenever they release it. I don't know. It's not going great right now. Oh, the new one. The new one. <laughs> yeah. There's a, the new season. I just don't know. Yeah. We shot in March. I don't know when it's going to come out, but that was really wow. fun. Wow. But then they, people can see your, your other stuff streaming. AP Bio is Yeah. Streaming. AP Bio is the best. And also it's I on... play music Ooh. with my friend. Oh, uh, AP oh Bio. yeah, yeah. I don't know where that is. Peacock, Peacock still. Okay. Yes, yes. Um, hopefully. But your band, yes, they performed at the school. I play 80s covers with uh, Kit Pongetti. We're called The Artists. And um, they're on, we're on social media too, sort of. Uh, yeah, I'm not the best social media person, but you could re-listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think if people look up your name and the artist, they will find uh, they will find, They'll find it. it. It's on Spotify. Yeah. Climbing uh, on Rainbows. That's right. It's a bread lyric. For bread? The music nerds. Bread. And oh, 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 bread. Oh, oh. Yes, I don't know much bread. Oh, yeah. oh, it's great. So like a good pair of jeans on a Saturday. I think you'll like it. <laughs> <laughs> My, uh, like, in oh. cold weather. Nobody wants jeans today. It's 103. But <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> No. Bread uh, doesn't sound very appealing in hot weather either. So <laughs> nobody eats bread in LA. Yeah, you're right. Uh, <laughs> Definitely fall, man. <laughs> uh, gosh, we can't thank you enough, Gene, for being here. And, uh, and, and thank you so much. And if you want to yeah. follow this show uh, yes. it, on Twitter, it is Mama Needs a Movie Pod. Yeah, I got to learn these one day. Mama I'm, Needs a Movie Pod. It's it, your tw- the Twitter is Mama Pod. And yes. the Instagram is Mama Needs a Movie uh, the uh, Twitter is Mama Pod, and I am locked out of the Twitter currently. I cannot yeah. access the Twitter. Naughty. So, it's in Twitter jail um, right now. It's <laughs> I'm in Twitter jail. Something happened. I don't know what happened, but I can't access this Twitter. But follow it anyway, because uh, I yeah. may eventually get it back. If not, I'm going to have to. <laughs> this tiny podcast, which is struggling to get listeners, they locked me out of the Twitter. 
All right. Don't admit to it. We're going to cut that part out because yeah. uh, no, we no, have we're, lots no, of listeners we're, no, no, and no, they we're all doing, love us. No, I'm saying <laughs> we're picking up steam, actually. We're doing we're doing. Yeah, hey, yeah. We're, we're doing, doing incredibly well. Uh, this episode's yeah. going to do the best of all of us. <laughs> uh, it's going to blow up in the worst way. Exactly. Problem. How dare you? Like, there's going to be a Reddit like, <laughs> Anne is a bad mother. I got, oh, I've gotten that. I've actually gotten that on the internet. Oh, great. That's what everyone needs. Just someone to write it down somewhere. Because I already yeah. think it, but someone, oh, yeah. Give this, yeah, I mean, truly cathartic. I love, I love it. I love the feedback. I do. I want to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Gene. Give you. our love to uh, to uh, the whole family there. And uh, yes, yes, and I'll uh, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> I'll see you. Yeah. <laughs> see you tomorrow morning, bright and early. With maybe a shower. Okay, maybe. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. Hey. I'm going to stop this recording real quick. That was all fake. I fucking hate that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. <laughs>